0: And I love having New City Kids come in November. Uh, Every fall, we engage in a time what we call being rich, which is an interesting phrase to say, um, but we're really understanding what, when we read through Scripture, how God is leading us and what it really means to be rich. And we think about that term through a financial term, but we say this phrase, being rich in what matters most. And what you find when you read Scripture is when you see... What Christ said, and how He led us, and how He led our hearts, and how He pointed us to Himself, and pointing us to this incredible God that we have. That 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 uh, what it means to be rich is not about our money; it's about who He's made us to be, and who we have in Him. Doesn't matter how much you have or how little that you have; that you need Him. And and so we, you know, we sing the words we just said: where He <clears throat> that I am safe with You that you won't fail me, those are incredible words to be able to say out loud because we live in a world that we don't feel safe. And it doesn't matter how much money that you make, you're not always at peace. And so we want to be able to point you towards Scripture and be able to live consistent life of what it really means to be rich. And so uh, we're encouraging you as a church family this fall to make three commitments, to commit to giving to your local church, to, uh, to also um, serve, you are made to serve, you are made to go beyond yourself. Now, you don't have to put this slide up, that's okay. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, give, serve, and love. This month, we want you to give, and serve, and love. And so each fall, we like to do a commitment to New City Kids. Our goal is to raise $5,000, uh, and so we want you to commit to that. We want you to commit to give to your local church family. And we want to make that to be a consistent commitment. We also want to encourage you to give to New City Kids. We hope that you give above that. We've always gone well above that. We've been able to double that before in the past. But this year, I want to challenge you because you hear that, and we think that people will give, and you think that I don't necessarily need to do that. In the past, about 10% of us at DCC has helped fulfill this commitment to give to New City Kids. And so I want to challenge everyone to give in some way. If you don't have a lot to give, give a little. That would be great. When you give to us, if you use the the envelopes here in person, write New City Kids on the envelopes. We know it's for that. When you give online, there's a pull-down menu to switch from tithes and offerings to switch to New City Kids. That's how we know that you're giving to them. We want you to think about and make a commitment to New City Kids along with your commitment to your local church. Some of you have never taking this step to give financially. We want to encourage you to do that, but make that a consistent habit. At DCC, we are completely supported by you. And then we want to encourage you to serve and to love one another. Uh, You were made to go beyond yourself to be part of a family, so you're invited to connect to community here at DCC. And so we have amazing teams that support us here on Sundays, and we want to invite you to join our team. So you've got these stickers, we want you to fill that out, and when we leave our service today, we're going to have some time for you to come and visit our teams. We want you to visit the New City Kids table and say hello to them, but we have our team tables that we want you to visit as well, And, and commit to shadow one Sunday to find out what it's like to serve with us here at DCC. And that's a way for you to be part of his family. This summer, this fall, we talked about what it means to live out a Christian life and walk towards life. And these are the things that God has given us to do. And then we also want to commit you to ask you to commit to love one another and love your city. So one of the reasons, ways that we love our city is to love New City Kids. We have a few places that we commit each year to serve and to love and to give towards. And New City Kids is one of these organizations. I think it's one of the most amazing Uh, organizations in the country. It is doing generational change in a way that we can't do. And then we want you to love your neighbors. I want you to throw parties and find ways in your life to do this. And this needs to be a consistent, not just something you do in November or around Giving Tuesday, but this needs to be a consistent habit of your life. And it's not about money. It's about your heart, and it's actually about your peace. About your peace. Last week I, I started this conversation with us, and I read through Psalm 62. And it's fascinating because the Psalm is written by David, and he talks about being at rest and at peace, but then he eventually connects it to our money. And so and I want to you to see this and 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 so he eventually says this verse, and we can put this up. This is Psalm 625, where he says, Let all that I am wait quietly before God, for my hope is in him. My hope is in him. Now, what's fascinating is, is what led him to this, this moment. And now we don't I'm not gonna put it up here, but I'm gonna quickly read through the beginning of this psalm. He starts off with it's really similar he says I wait quietly before God for my victory comes from him. And that word victory can means what we think. He says and then he says he alone is my rock and my salvation my fortress for I will never be shaken. And that phrase is so key he alone. This is coming from a king who had it all. He had people that served him. He was a great king over a big nation. But then he says this, the next part of this psalm, (laughs) he just talks about what's going on in his life. He goes, so many enemies are against one man, all of them trying to kill me, which they actually were. He says, to them, I'm just a broken down wall or a tottering fence. They plan to topple me from my high position. They delight in telling lies about me. They praise me to my face, but curse me in their hearts. And then he comes back. He's just like, here's what's going on in my life, and you've got things that are going on in your life. And he says, what you see here, let all that I am wait quietly before God. He doesn't say my victory. He goes much deeper, and he says, for my hope is in Him. It's a statement of peace. That word hope speaks to your deepest longing, what you most want and need. Your ho- whatever you're looking for, there's prayers that you are praying, things that you long to exist that don't. We look at our circumstances. He's like, here are my circumstances. That's not going to bring me peace. Whatever that happens, I can't put my hope in that. Our hope is only in God, and it takes us acknowledging, let all that I am wait quietly before God. I love when we do prayer in silence because it, it brings us to a place where we stop. It's hard to stop. For many of us, prayer in silence on Sunday is, is one of the few times where you actually stop each week. And the reason is, and this is this is why I'm I'm in this boat too, okay? But the reason is when you stop, it's like stopping a train. You've got that train of adrenaline and work and worry and, and pursuits and the next thing that you and I are pursuing is some of this we we can't avoid. You have to do this. You've got bills to pay, you've got laundry to do, you've got kids or you know, you've got dinner stuff to do. I don't know, like there's all kinds of things that we have. And when you stop, you get anxious. You feel it. It's hard. It makes you worried. But we need to stop and acknowledge God because the less we do that, the more you have to be in our circumstances. And that doesn't satisfy you, it doesn't lead you to peace. And then David ties this, we don't have this for the screen, but he ties this to our hearts and money. He eventually says, oh, my people, trust in Him at all times. He's pointing them to what matters most and what will really bring them peace. He says, pour out your heart to Him, for God is our refuge. And He talks about us in, 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 in those who don't have much and those who have a lot. He says, he says, those of the lowest state are but a breath. Okay. And he says, "And though and the powerful are not what they appear to be." He basically says it's it's a lie, it's a mirage. You have power and money, whatever it may be. He says, "He says if you weigh them on the scales, you weigh, I've lost it. If you weigh them on the scales together, they are lighter than a breath of air." In another translation, it's like nothing times two is nothing. He's like, don't you realize all the things that we pursue, it ultimately goes away. He says, don't make your living for those who don't have much means. Don't make your living by extortion or put your hope in stealing and trying to get it all. He says, and if your wealth increases, don't make it the center of your life. God has spoken plainly, and I've heard it many times. Power, O God, belongs to you. Unfailing love, O Lord, is yours. Isn't it so fascinating to me? It's hard for me to get away from this, but to point us back to how how our hope and our peace is tied to what we think we have. And if we don't have it, all we do is spend time trying to get it. Even we got to still. And if we have it, it becomes the center of our life. And it's all like a breath. It weighs nothing. But let all that I am weigh quietly before God, for my hope is in Him. So the reason it's important for us to talk about money and what we give, because it's tied to you, your peace, joy, and well-being is at stake. That's where we left off last week. But two other things that's important to know is that generosity generosity isn't actually about money. It's a reflection of you. And that's our second point in this Being Rich series is generosity isn't about money. It's about you. It's a reflection of who you are. The same thing is greed. We think a, a really rich person is greedy. Now you can be poor and have nothing at all and be a really greedy person. And we see this happen just win the lottery. Win the lottery and your greed is exposed. It's just it exposes so it does it's about who you are. The more that you get just reflects that in a greater way. So generosity is not actually about how much you have. It is from a position of your heart, and it's not just about the money we give. Generosity is how we interact with one another, the time that we give to someone else, how I, am, I let go of who I am, and I pursue someone else. And so it, it comes out through serving one another or time that you have. Generosity is a, is a part of who you are, and your time in your relationships, your gifts, and your abilities. So to take steps and to give to someone else is ultimately a, a statement of trust and an exercise of faith, especially when it, mean, when it comes to following God. Second Corinthians 9, 6-8 says this. It says, remember this, a farmer who plants only a few seeds will get a small crop, but the one who plants generously will, will get a generous crop. Not a clop, a crop. (laughs) You must each decide in your heart how much to give. And don't give reluctantly or in response to pressure, for God loves a person who gives cheerfully. And God will generously provide all that you need. Then you will always have everything you need and plenty left over to share with others. It comes out of a faith in God. And you want to be generous out of the joy of your heart, out of who you are. So generosity isn't about money. It's a reflection of you. And so who are you? (laughs) My goal today is not to try to get you to give tons and tons of money to the church. I'm always wanting to lead your heart. Are you at peace? And just like David shows us, he connects what we try to do to our money, and, it's, and, 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 and Jesus does, eventually does the same thing. So, who are you? How's your life going? And then number three, commitment comes from relationship. The commitments we make in your time, in your talents, your gifts, and in your money— come from your commitment and your relationship to Christ. If you're with us in our last series, I talked about how we we typically think of following God through His church first, and then it comes down to who Jesus is. And if we have a favorable outcome with the church, then we're we're good with Jesus or vice versa. But the commitments that we make to a local church first come from our foundation in Christ and our belief in Him. and, And are we His? And we surrender and we're learning to trust Him. And the commitments that you and I make to one another come from that foundation. The firm foundation we just sang about. And so Christian giving ultimately comes from your relationship with God. Not a belief in who He is or who He exists, but your relationships, your commitment, your surrender to Him. And so we are learning that He calls us to be family together. We serve one another because of our relationship with Him, because He's who He's made us to be. We give to one another because of his commit, our commitment to Him and His commitment to us. And God did all of these things first. He came and submitted to us, gave us His time, gave up what He deserved, and loved us, gave everything that He had. And we follow His example you reflect then the character of God which will lead you to life. God serves us, God gives to us. He's a generous God. The only position that God gives to uh, engages with us is with is a position of giving. He has nothing that he needs. So he is always giving to us. We get to reflect him. 1 Timothy 6, 17-19 says, Teach those who are rich in this world not to be proud and not to trust in their money, which is so unreliable. Their trust should be in God, who richly gives us all we need for our enjoyment. Tell them to use their money to do good. They should be rich in good works and generous to those in need, always being ready to share with others. By doing this, they will be storing up treasures their treasure is a good foundation for the future so they may experience what? True life. It's a foundation. These words are so rich, pardon the pun. Our trust is in God, not in our things. So it's really about who has your heart. And then the other part of this, and this would be number four, I guess, is just there's is joy in living this way. The other way of living leads us to be anxious. There is so much joy, and I want to challenge you and lead you. It is my prayer that our church is known as a, a generous church. And so I want to encourage you to, to learn to trust God in this. And I lead by example. I don't ask you to do anything that I don't do that myself to learn the joy of giving to others, the joy of having a plan. Everything that we read just now talks about having a plan, always being ready to share with others. It means you've thought about it and you have a plan. That's what leads you to joy. What is your plan? When, when God calls us to give, He's calling you to decide. And so that's what I'm encouraging to do, is to think about what is a habit that you can get into, what are steps that you can take. And so that card in your seat is about, now we can put that picture up with a card. Take a card, and you can lo- actually log your commitment with us, and you can do it anonymous, anonymously by scanning the QR card QR code. But think about I want you to think about how are you going to give to your local church what's the percentage of money that you will consistently give we are supported only by you and then I want you to commit to give to New City Kids and then you have a personal goal in your life maybe you need to get a budget and start thinking about that's what a budget is think about what you should do and then how are you going to serve how are you going to love serving is is a crucial part of who we are as a church. And so let, I, we want to invite you to come check out our teams and find a Sunday to shadow with one of our teams. Uh, serving is a great way to be family together. Here's a really quick video about those who are serving with us. Let's take a look at this. Hi, I'm Nina. I like serving because it's a great way to connect with others in the church. Serving at DCC Kids has been one of the highlights of my week. It's such a refreshing experience to come into church and help kids experience God and to let them know that Jesus is their friend. Um, they come in and they learn scripture, they play games, they have fun, and they're really like sponges. They soak up everything um, that's talked about in the so-and-so show and, and in the Bible lesson that we give them. So it's been a really neat experience. and. My wife she also serves and uh, we find it to be a true joy and we highly recommend anyone who's considering it to go ahead and take the leap Um, you won't regret it hi everyone my name is charles i've been with dcc for a little over a year now and i joined the production team back in august Um, i personally really enjoy working production because i'm not really musically talented at all and i can still be very involved during service while also making sure that those that are attending via the stream are having a great experience. Before DCC, I had no experience working with any of the systems before. And what's great about working with production at DCC is you don't have to come in and be an expert on anything, really. Just come in with an open mind and willingness to learn and pick things up at your own pace. You're welcome to join us on any Sunday. And if production sounds interesting to you, there's always plenty of things to pick up. Awesome. It's amazing how much of your heart and who you are is unlocked through being part of a team. And so we want you to fill out that sticker and peel it off and find a team and put your sticker on that team. Pick a Sunday to shadow with us in the next several weeks as we get ready for Christmas season, which is amazing. And Sylvia is going to tell us more about that in just a little bit. Not right now, but just a little bit. Sorry, Sylvia. But I want to bring us back to peace. Why are we talking about this? Because I care about your heart. Matthew 6 says this, this is Jesus speaking, no one can serve two masters, for you will hate the one and love the other, or you will be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and be enslaved to money. You can't serve God and money. One of them has your heart. This is why I tell you, Jesus says, to not worry about everyday life. Whether you have enough food to drink or enough clothes to wear, isn't life more than food and your body more than clothing? Look at the birds. They don't plant or harvest or store food in barns, for your heavenly Father feeds them. And are you far more valuable to Him than they are? And can all of your worries add a single moment to your life? I worry a lot. God is wanting to call us to peace to wait before Him. He continues, and why worry about your clothing? We're like, hey, don't you know, people I work with, we worry about clothing. (laughs) He says, yet, He says, why worry about your clothing? He says, look at the lilies of the field and how they grow. They don't work or make their clothing, yet Solomon in all his glory was not dressed as beautifully as they are. And if God cares so wonderfully for wildflowers that are here today and thrown into the fire tomorrow, He will certainly care for you. Why do you have so little faith? He says, do you trust me? So don't worry about these things. Saying, what shall we eat, drink, or wear, or your apartment, or whatever it may be? (laughs) These things dominate the thoughts of unbelievers, those who don't know God. But Your Heavenly Father already knows your needs. Seek kingdom of God above all else. And live righteously, and He will give you everything that you need. Don't worry about tomorrow. There's enough to worry about. <laughs> Today's enough. I will wait patiently at all that I am. Wait patiently before God, my hope is in Him. DCC, I want to lead you to be generous, not because we need the money or because of whatever you can find, but because our hearts are at stake. because of the joy that God is inviting us into. Are you at peace? Let's engage our Father together. Let's pray together. Jesus, we love you so much. We thank you for this incredible morning to celebrate the joy of giving because of the thousands and thousands who have come before us and given to New City Kids. They are here today, and it's made generational change. And without it, it won't happen. God, we are here in this city because of people investing and following you. I pray that we would continue to build upon that legacy and continue it forward for the decades to come, that we will be faithful to you. We ask this all in Jesus' name. Amen.